not that this player is is a first round pick and expected to be the next greatest finished goaltender, but you know, being a second rounder and going to a team who understands how to properly draft good players in Seattle, I'm excited to see what this kid can do. So Nicholas Coco, the goalie for Team Finland, that's who I'm keeping my eye on. You're now listening to the Boys in the Booth podcast with your hosts, Harper Cody, Chad Melbourne, and Casey Abrams. That's a big one. That's a big one. Yeah. All right. Welcome back to the Boys in the Booth podcast, episode 193. This is part two of our World Juniors uh, preview show, and uh, we're going to be diving into players to watch uh, in Group A and Group B, obviously continuing with the other four teams in Group A after touching on three players to watch for Team Canada in our previous episode featuring TSN Director of Scouting Craig Button. Feel free to check that out if you haven't done so already and uh, in case you missed that one we touched on uh, players to watch such as Denton Matejchuk, Carson Rekop, uh, Seattle Kraken Pick and Matthew Savoy. So continuing with Group A fellas, let's get into Team Sweden. Players to watch there. Case? Yeah, so you might scoff at this guy's nine points and 45 total SHL games, but I'm going to go with Otto Stenberg. Uh, this guy plays, when he plays in his own age group, he dominates. In the U18 World Junior Championship last year, he scored seven goals, nine assists in seven games, getting himself on the all-star team and as well the top three player of the tournament for Sweden. He drove this team to a silver medal in the Helinka Gretzky Cup to bring his U18 all competition numbers to 17 goals, 32 points in 19 games. So Sweden's very familiar with this guy. Um, there's a ton of guys you could take from Sweden that are offensive threats, but I think that Otto Stenberg is going to continue his uh, dominance in his age group and take over this tournament. He's got a fantastic set of hands and the, it got him drafted 25th overall last year. And, that's the guy I'll be watching for Sweden. Yeah, that's a good pick. Um, there, like you said, there are so many good players to watch on this team. Um, <clears throat> I think the number is four. All but four players on this team are drafted to the NHL. So that just goes to show, you know, the kind of uh, competition that other teams will be facing when they go up against Team Sweden. Um, I think this year the players that are going to be carrying this team, at least offensively, I think they will certainly be looking to Philip Bystet, the San Jose pick who, you know, we watched last year, he had 10 points in just seven games played. Uh, but Stenberg could be a player who is maybe able to produce some secondary uh, scoring. So I like that pick. Uh, I'm going to go in a bit of a different direction and I'm going to pick Jonathan Lekaramaki the 15th overall pick by the Vancouver Canucks in 2022. He played on this team last year, the the Sweden uh, World Junior Championship team. He had just three points, or four points rather, in seven games. I think this season, or, or this year rather, at this tournament, he'll be in a better position to kind of carry the offense along with a player like Philip Bystet. And I think if you're a Canucks fan, you know, you might have been a little more upset with the lack of production last year. Um, 
if your team wasn't so good this season. So I don't think they're worried about some of their prospects because the actual NHL team is really, really good right now. But I think, you know, Canucks fans and, you know, fans of, of the NHL in general will be looking to uh, Jonathan Lekaramaki to put up some decent numbers and uh, sort of carry the offense for this team. Well, Vancouver has three players on this team, so I think they'll be watching Sweden pretty close. They also have Elias Patterson 2.0 and Tom Wall or uh, Will Ander. Lekker Amaki, I think, is kind of, I was expecting one of you guys to bring him up. He, when you look at production in their respective leagues, there's a lot of guys on this team playing in the SHL, which scares me for Mm -hmm. them being in the same group as Canada. But Lekker Amaki by far is leading in production when it comes to SHL points. So yeah, he's going to be the guy that I kind of expected Fabian Lysel to be last year, but Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't necessarily always turn out that way for for Sweden. I think we were also talking about Lekker Amaki at one time uh, before the tournament last year as an 18-year-old. So mm-hmm. I think, yeah, maybe he does have a little bit of a chip on his shoulder coming into this tournament. Well, I think just being a year older means that he's probably better positioned to, to put up some decent numbers. Like I was just looking at last year's statistics and I mentioned that he had four points in seven games. It was Ludwig Johnson, who was a pick of the uh, Florida Panthers, Florida Panthers, who had 10 points in seven games. And also Philip Bystet, who I mentioned, who also had 10 points in seven games, a San Jose pick. Um, Leo Carlson was a guy who will not be there again this year because he is currently in the NHL and having a great rookie season. But if you just go down the list, like, you know, there, there weren't many absolute superstars on that team last year um you know aside from maybe a carlson who was an 18 year old but it's kind of the same story this year like they have some good players in in who who have been picked relatively high who are going to be in a position to put up points i think they'll score by committee they're going to be a team who who gets it done that way and you know the swedes like the more i look up and down their roster They've got a pretty good squad, and I think Lekaramaki should be one of their go-to forwards in terms of the scoring. I still think it will be Philip Bystet, um, you know, seeing as how he led the team last year and and is returning. But I think Lekaramaki, you you can expect him to improve his production this year. Well, it's always nice uh, to see, um, you know, the host team of the tournament uh, being projected so highly. The tournament is in Sweden this year. And uh, yeah, this this team is uh, pretty loaded from uh, from top to bottom with a lot of depth. And touching on the two players that you guys just mentioned, you know, uh, Stein, uh, Otto Stenberg case, uh, your pick there, late first rounder, uh, one of three first round picks for the St. Louis Blues in this past draft as uh, they continue to try and retool things there. And I think that uh, he's going to end up being a, a nice player for them. I know that uh, Jason Bukula of uh, Sportsnet talked very highly of him and just his uh, complete 200-foot game and being able to play in all situations. And I think yeah. that he'll be a very reliable player for for this Sweden squad. And then Lekker Ramaki, 
certainly has that goal scoring ability. I think he was a player that, um, you know, we look at uh, from that 2022 draft as maybe a potential uh, steal for the Vancouver Canucks and uh, continues to to come along here. And um, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see uh, what kind of impact he'll have on the Swedish team. But uh, Chad, you mentioned him a couple of times. Philip Bystead, man, that's going to be my player to watch. I'm, I'm taking him for the second year in a row. I I believe I took him last year and uh, ended up being a, a, a good pick from uh, from yours truly. So I'll give myself a pat on the back for that one. Ten points in seven games. I'll go with Bystead again. Um, he'll he'll be uh, leaned on as as one of the leaders of this team. I think he's a big body down the middle, which uh, always uh, which you always like to have. And uh, you know, obviously a uh, a San Jose first rounder. Um, and I, I just think that, uh, again, like Stenberg, plays a complete 200-foot game. Very responsible player. Again, he's got that size in the middle of the ice, which is what you like. And, um, you know, as a as a 19-year-old vet in this tournament, uh, I, I don't see his uh, production or impact slowing down at all. So, yeah, going with Bystead once again for the Swedes. Yeah, well... He's an absolute beast. So I expect, you know, another year older after having a successful tournament last year, uh, I expect him to dominate for this team. And San Jose has got a couple good Swedes on their hands and uh, him and William Eklund, hopefully they'll be playing on a line one day. That'd be fun to watch. So uh, definitely a player to watch. Kind of blew up, maybe unexpected last year, but uh, I'm expecting the same from him again. And just for reference, I'll probably do this for every team we talk about. Here are the players that we picked last year and how they did. So for Team Sweden, we picked or I picked Axel Sandin Pelika. He had one assist in seven games. He'll be a guy coming in this year after being picked pretty highly by the Detroit Red Wings uh, as a defenseman relied on to, you know, log a lot of minutes and, and play in all situations. Case picked Fabian Lysel, who we mentioned, you know, a player that we all liked, but coming out of that tournament, he had zero points in seven games, which is just crazy. That was so disappointing. With all that being said, he currently has 15 points in 21 AHL games for the Providence Bruins this season. So maybe just too many cooks in the kitchen on that team Sweden last year. Not really sure exactly what happened. And then Harp, you were right last year. You picked Philip Bystedt, who, like we mentioned, had four goals, six assists for 10 points in seven games. Nice. All right, let's get to uh, to Team Finland. Obviously, uh, Sweden's bitter rival, and uh, it's it's going to be a lot of fun to see these two squads in uh, in the same group. Uh, that's for sure. Let's uh, let's get to the Finns now. And uh, Case, we'll we'll go back to you with your player to watch on Team Finland. Yeah, well, this is the one I for, uh, foreshadowed a little bit. If you listen to our Canada deep dive because we're talking about the Seattle Kraken and their drafting so far and how it's been pretty good. And in particular, in that second round, we talked about Carson Rekhoff, who they picked 50th overall in round two in 2022, while, or in 2023, while in round two, 49th overall. 2022, Ooh. they picked Yanni Nyman, and he is my player to watch on Finland. Uh, he was good. Not great for them last year, but he comes into this another year older and leading La Liga in goals as a 19-year-old. 
size, hands, and a powerful shot makes him a threat like at all times. One of those guys uh, with a strange stat line where he's had more goals than assists in every league or tournament he's played in in the last few years. So this is going to be the trigger man for Finland and they better be, every team better be watching him out there. Honestly, I love that. That is amazing to to have more goals than assists like <laughs> yeah. is so rare and to do it consistently is even more rare. So that's absolutely great. Um, wow, Case, you really threw me for a loop there because you picked a second round pick by the Seattle Kraken to talk about as your player to watch, which by the way, Nyman's a great pick. I think he's going to have a great tournament. Six foot four, 207. Are you yeah. kidding me? He's going to be a man against boys out there. Um, but I was worried because I thought you picked the player who I wanted to talk about as a player to watch, who was the other second round pick of the Seattle Kraken on this team. Yeah. And I told you guys that I, I was going to talk about one goalie and that goalie for Team Finland is Nicholas Kako, drafted 58th overall by Seattle in 2022. He's a 2004 born player he was the backup last year didn't get any playing time but is the oldest goalie on the team this year and projected to be the starter um in that 2022 draft he was the second goalie picked here's a little trivia can you guys name the first goalie picked in the 2022 draft um i don't know i've <laughs> Uh, Sebastian Kosa was he 2022? Nope. No. First goalie. Harper, I'm, I'm looking at you. <clears throat> First goalie. <laughs> it's a Buffalo Sabre. Harper, I'm looking at you. Picked 41st overall. He oh is- my goodness. Yes, yes. Uh, I might butcher this. Topi Linenen. Yeah. Yes. I don't know if you pronounce the S. I don't know if it's like French that way, but it's Topias or, or Topi uh, Linenen. Yes. 41st okay. overall nice. in 2022. He is also Finnish, but did not make the team. The Finnish team decided to go with uh, Nicholas Coco, who is my player to watch. Um, like I mentioned, he, he was the backup last year, or I guess third stringer, but he will be the starter this year. And you know, we, we've mentioned a few times that goaltending in this tournament, especially for, for Team Canada, is kind of just hit or miss. And they usually just pick the guy who, you know, is having a good year or hot at the time. With, with Coco, you know, being a relatively high pick uh, for, for a goaltender, I'm excited to see what he can do in this tournament. You know, looking back, we've seen other high highly drafted goalies. Um, you know, for Canada, it was like a Carter Hart for, um, you know, some, some other teams, like there was Kosa and Wallstedt and, and Askarov, et cetera. The list goes on. And, and not that this player is, is a first round pick and expected to be the next greatest Finnish goaltender, but, you know, being a second rounder and going to a team who understands how to properly draft good players in Seattle, I'm excited to see what this kid can do. So Nicholas Coco, the goalie for Team Finland, that's who I'm keeping my eye on. Yeah, well, Seattle, again, another second round pick That's looks like it's worked out so far um, as much as it can at this point. They did pick three times in that second round. 
The last one being David Goyette, who's another player that arguably left off of Team Canada. He played for mm-hmm. them in the U18s. He's uh, He had 92 points in the OHL last year and is on pace for over 100 this year. So, God, Seattle. Don't let him draft in the second round, man. Those <laughs> yeah. guys are lethal. Yeah, no, they're they're doing a great job over there. And another goaltender uh, for for Finland, Emil Vinny, I believe he's a draft eligible goaltender in in the upcoming draft, I believe. Yeah, two thousand five mm-hmm. born player. Yeah, seventeen years old right now, six two, one eighty seven, playing in the yeah. Mestis right now. So the second Finnish league. Yeah, excellent. But yeah, no, uh, great, great picks again, fellas, for for players to watch for Team Finland. I'm going to stick with my uh, San Jose Sharks theme here and go with Casper Haltonen of uh, of Team Finland. And look, guys, like uh, San Jose, terrible start to the season. They've been playing a lot better as of late, beating some really good teams, and and uh, we we kind of wondered if they would maybe win more games than they should. Um, took a little bit, of, uh, took a, a little while, but um, they they certainly are are doing that, and uh, and we kind of predicted that coming into the season. But anyway, with San Jose. We're going to really see some of their future in this tournament. Will Smith, Team USA, mm. Bystead, who we touched on uh, a few minutes ago for, for Team Sweden. Um, Furlong, Jake Furlong, uh, defenseman for Team Canada. He, he made the team there. And Casper uh, Haltonen, who was a, an early second round pick in in this past draft uh 20 goals in 28 games with London in the OHL so a teammate of uh Easton Cowan of your Toronto Maple Leafs uh there Chad and um this this kid can shoot the puck like it, like case you talked about Nyman as a uh you know someone for for Finland who can uh, who can fire pucks so can this Haltonen and uh, he's got some size as well. I believe he's six foot three, and you know, again, they could have some some real threats on the wings here in in Nyman and Haltonen, just to name a few. And you know, we've kind of seen that a lot in the past with these Finnish teams, right? I mean, Kemmel, kind of the the most recent one, uh, Ellie Tolvanen a few years back for for this team. So I feel like every single year when we come into to this tournament and you know prior to and talk about team finland they always have one or two guys that can be that trigger man and just fire pucks and halton is another one of those guys to add one more to that list of players and a guy in this tournament as maybe you know an extra pick for for the listeners is Lenny Hymanaho, who is the devil's second round pick last year, absolutely tearing up the Finnish league uh, to start this season. He, I think in the first 15 games, he was wearing the golden helmet, meaning he was leading the league in points as a 19 year old. Um, and another guy who, who scores at will, he's got 11 goals uh, in the Finnish league. Again, at 19 years old, just behind Yanni Nyman. So, Nyman, Haltonen, and uh, Aho, like cut. I, I hope there's someone to pass these guys the puck because <laughs> they have some trigger men, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, just gonna be a bunch of individual efforts out there just trying to rip the puck like Patrick Line. Yeah. Um by the way, speaking of Patrick Line, <clears throat> Columbus is up five nothing on Toronto. Right? Of course. Wow. So what a 
what I mean, I, I said right from the start, it's a trap game. <laughs> Five nothing right now. Uh, Harper, your pick, Haltonen. Casper Haltonen. Casper Haltonen is one of only two players on this Finnish team who is playing in uh, the OHL. Actually, one of three players. So I feel like that is always something that is a bit of an underrated experience when it comes to some of the players in this tournament. If you have experience playing against some of the best Canadian and American players in the CHL or the NCAA or the USHL, what have you, I feel like that can be a leg up. So maybe Halton and uh, will use that to his advantage playing for the London Knights. Absolutely. No, uh, he'll, he'll be a great player to watch. And, uh, and again, you know, San Jose, we're, we're really going to see, uh, some big parts of their future in, in this tournament. So, all right, uh, fellas, two more teams to wrap up group a here, Germany and Latvia. Let's get to the Germans case. Yeah. It's funny how the way I pick players switches when we get to these teams that are maybe you know, not the favorites to win the tournament. I switched from guys who dominated last year or who are uh, high draft picks to guys that, you know, are up and coming. So I went and picked Paul Mayer as my player to watch for Germany. He's a notable prospect for this upcoming draft, kind of a guy that could land in uh, the second round, maybe third round. And, um, you know, despite him being one of the youngest players on this team, I'm actually expecting him to get a good chunk of the ice time and maybe the tough matchups against a team like Canada and Sweden and Finland. Because of the way he plays his game, he plays gritty, tough defense. And that's what they're going to need playing against those top teams. He's one of only three defensemen on this team that are playing in a top flight professional league. He plays in the Dell uh, again at you know the age of 18, a very young 18. He turned 18 in September. He's playing in the Dell and getting decent minutes. So this is a guy I expect to be pretty big for this German team. And um, yeah, kind of the horse for that on the back end. I don't expect him to be really scoring very much, but playing the tough minutes. Yeah, and case similarly to how I just mentioned for some Finnish players playing in North America, um, having a bit of an edge because they played against some of, of the better Canadian and American players. I think some of the players playing for teams like you know Germany and Switzerland who play at their country's respective top levels against men also have a bit of an advantage in that way because they're playing against fully developed you know grown men in in all of their puck battles you know they have to you know grip their sticks a little bit harder and they have to think a little bit faster and all of that so i think that can be a plus for some of the players on this team playing in the top leagues um that being said and i i do think uh it's a good pick and we'll be you know obviously paying close attention to see how Paul Mayer does uh, after having that experience for Alder Mannheim, which, by the way, well-respected team. Um, but my pick is going to be the same player I picked last year, and that's Julian Lutz. It's the low-hanging fruits, fruit, uh, Lutz, Lutz, however you want to say it. Um, but it sticks with my theme of players who are playing in in North America. And Lutz is a player who is playing in the USHL for the Green Bay Gamblers. Great name, by the way, the Green Bay Gamblers. Has 23 points in 19 games played. And like I mentioned, he's a returning player for this team. So, and 
I guess it, it goes without saying, but I feel like most people listening know that he is one of the three players on this team who has been drafted to the NHL. He was drafted by Arizona. So I'll be looking to Lutz to carry the offense for this team. And hopefully, uh, you know, given the fact that he has experience playing in the USHL, he'll have a bit of a leg up on uh, some of the competition. Yeah, I mean, he's putting up some pretty good points in the USHL. And when you're talking about North American hockey experience versus pro, he did play pro last year where he played for the championship team in the Dell, which was Munich. So uh, there you go. I guess he's got all the experience you mentioned. Talk about another team who is uh, going to be represented well at this tournament, uh, the Arizona Coyotes. I think that that Bill Armstrong and company there have done a great job with uh, with their drafting. A couple of pretty good players on Team Canada. Uh, Samu Bao is in this tournament as well. He was a uh, second or third round pick this past year, I believe. They've got a pretty good goaltender in this tournament. And then Lutz, who is returning, um, has certainly uh, been set back at times by injuries but no doubt the uh the talent is there the goal scoring ability and uh skates pretty well also so um i just hope that you know he he does uh have some some players uh, around him that can help him out a little bit on this german team because not as strong as as we've seen in in years past with uh players such as stutzla and paterka and and cider and the list goes on the German program is getting pretty damn good, man. Like it sure it's, is. you know, this year the team isn't great, but you know, they have some players who are drafted. They have the, the three players mentioned who are drafted. Um, they have four players playing in North America right now, which is, you know, usually a good sign for players who are already drafted or expected to be drafted. You know, you'd like to put yourself in the North American showcase and, you know, even though the team isn't going to be as good this year as it has been in previous years, I think they'll always be a test, a pesky team to play. That's for sure. And yeah. just like going back to Lutz, I'm hoping that he's able to, you know, produce a little bit more than than he did last year for the sake of the Coyotes franchise. He had two points in five games played last year, which. You know, for Team Germany, they're not scoring a lot. So just to be in on the offense at all is is a plus. But you'd like to see uh, a little bit more production out of a program that, like we keep mentioning year over year, is getting better. Yeah. It sure is. And uh, my player to watch for for Team Germany is, uh, you know, one of those guys, as you mentioned, Chad, that's playing over in North America is an, an NHL draft pick. And that's Norwin Pinocha, seventh rounder uh, of the Buffalo Sabres. Jeez, this uh, division is <laughs> or group A is is turning into the, the Buffalo and San Jose group uh, for me so far. But yeah, going with Pinocha. Uh, left shot D, seventh rounder of the Sabres this year, described as, um, you know, Germany's best defender at, at the U18s last year, uh, can can play in all situations. And uh, who knows, maybe Pinocha ends up being uh, this year's, you know, Maximilian Zuber for for Germany. Um, Zuber, another Arizona pick who who played very well um, uh, a couple of years ago for, for this German team and who has 
was uh, shot up the ranks in terms of the uh, the prospect uh, pool for for the Arizona Coyotes. So um, yeah, looking at uh, looking at Pinocha as, as a player to watch, and um, certainly like uh, that you know he's a he's a Sabers pick there, and and maybe someone who is a late round pick that can kind of uh, raise his stock a little bit at this tournament, and uh, certainly be counted on in, in all situations for this German team. Yeah. One thing that Germany has to to pay attention to is uh, when you're playing teams like Canada and Sweden and Finland, you got to stay out of the box. And looking at some of the stats when I was doing the research on this team, uh, these guys can't stay out of the box, in particular, their defenders, and in particular, Paul Mayer, who I picked. Um, <laughs> I think in the, the U18s, he had 27 PIMs in, in five games, um, and then Nihus had 54 in five games. So uh, I guess when you're you're always playing in your own end and against top flight teams, that's what's going to happen. But yeah, they got to stay out of the sin bin in the World Juniors because power play goals galore. Oh man, we will never forget that Swiss coach, the one year who was just brutally honest about, you know, his team going up against uh, a squad like Team Canada. That was pretty great. They're bigger than us. They're faster than us. They shoot harder than us. They're I was waiting for us. that. How many first round picks do they have? Oh, <laughs> we have three geez. drafted players. That that was gold. Um, all right, fellas. Final team in uh, in Group A here, and that is uh, Team Latvia. Uh, so let's uh, let's get into the uh, the Latvians, and then we'll we'll get into our players to watch in Group B. Yeah, which funny enough, this was the game that was played in Brockville. If you guys can remember that, Team Germany versus Lafia uh, was yes. played at the Memorial Center, and that was I was ages ago. I was, was picked to be the puck boy for Team Germany, and uh, yeah, I don't have too many memories from that except them trying to tell me to go pick up the pucks in German, and I was like, ah, I just I don't speak that. And You're like Dutch is pretty close. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I don't know. I got some Dutch in my family, and my Alma used to speak Dutch to me. So does that help? But um, yeah, so for Team Latvia, I kind of went in a similar direction as uh, I did with Germany. I picked a player that I think is another notable prospect coming up in this draft that could be in the higher uh, rounds and in round two or three, maybe. And that's Eric Mateko. Um, he's a large player with over a point per game in the QMJHL. He was a top three player uh, of the tournament last year at the U18s when he captained that team. So I think that they're going to expect big things from him considering he's familiar in the system. He's a player that's playing in North America and doing fairly well at that. So um, he's my player to watch. Not much else I know about this guy except for what I just said. Yeah, and I mean, that's fair, right? Like we're talking about Team Latvia here, a team who, you know, isn't always even in this tournament. You know, it, it's one of these teams who can get relegated if if they do poorly. So it makes sense. Um, Mateko is a guy, like you mentioned, Case, who is playing in North America, which I keep coming back to. I think that's such a plus. Um, and another player who is playing in North America who I'm going to pick as my player to watch who actually, Case, you picked last year as a player to watch, and he had a decent tournament, is Sandis Vilmanis. So a returning player who has 28 points in 30 games in the OHL for the Sarnia Sting uh, as a winger. And, you know, he will be a guy who on this team 
which like, let's be honest, they don't have a ton of star power up front and, and aren't overly deep. Vilmanis will be one of the guys who has relied on pretty heavily to produce offense, um, you know, for a variety of reasons. He, he's a returning player, one, two, he, he has some pretty decent numbers playing in the OHL, um, and, and three, I guess just that experience of, of playing in North America. I think all of that's important. So he will be relied on to produce for this team, but you know, it'll be an interesting tournament because similar to Germany, even though I think Latvia is a bit of a step behind in terms of their uh, program, um, it is getting better and they will be a pesky team to play against, uh, even if they don't get many W's. Yeah, I mean, if they who shall not be named were in this tournament, Latvia wouldn't be here this year. So, yeah. I mean, that goes to show they're they're always teeter-tottering them, uh, as well as Austria and Norway and Kazakhstan at one time was was certainly there. But yeah. uh, there's a few teams that are coming in and out, and they, they want to gain that same area that germany is in right right now yep. where germany used to be a team that was in the relegation talks well i kind of expect them to stick around every year now so yeah that's that's where latvia i think you know germany's a step or, or a few steps behind slovakia obviously like mm-hmm. they're years behind slovakia while latvia is a couple of years behind germany and that's kind of the ratings of these things for the yeah, yeah like La- latvia i would say is in the same kind of group as like you know some of the countries you mentioned but then also like a denmark i don't think you mentioned that's another team who's kind of like knocking at the door um you know like there are these countries that are relatively small in population um but have the climate to develop hockey players so they have some great players and even over the years like we've seen some pretty good players come from these countries like denmark for example a a bunch of players but freddie anderson's the one that comes to mind great danish player Kazakhstan even, you know, think of like a Nick Antropov who he was an incredible player. So there, yeah. th- there's talent out there and the odd year you will get a player or two like that on one of these teams who is sort of teetering on relegation. But just focusing on this year, you know, there there are a few players who we will be looking at. Vilmanis is one of the two players who is drafted to the NHL by the Panthers. The other player who is drafted to the NHL is Dan's Lock Mellis by Boston. He was a player we talked about last year as well. So I can hear Ray Ferraro saying his name. So yeah. um, just to give you a little peek behind the curtain, Denmark actually almost got relegated even further this year. I, I know. Uh, they're a minus 10 on goal differential and went one, one and three <clears> in group one a. So uh, I was actually looking at that earlier in the year. Cause I was looking to find where the Netherlands stands. I know that they were just promoted to group two uh, a. So I was hoping that they'd either stick around or maybe play a big promotion story, but uh, they'll be sticking around there again this year. Yeah. Like we said, there's some teams who are, or, or some countries who are like knocking on the door, but just not quite there. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, talking about Latvia as a uh, as a growing hockey uh, country, um, look, they uh, they won the the bronze medal at uh, at the men's world championships back in in the summertime. Arthur's uh, Silovs, who is a a good goaltending prospect for uh, the Vancouver Canucks, was absolutely stellar in that. And uh, I actually watched the the end of that game. Uh, Christians Rubens uh, with the uh, with the overtime Legend. winner in that. 
that at the yeah Leafs legend uh, the, with the, with the OT winner in that game, and I thought, man, so great for Latvia winning a medal at at a big event like that. So that's fantastic. Obviously, I, I think it's safe to say they won't win a medal at this event, but um, certainly so, some interesting players to watch on this Latvian team. You mentioned a couple of them. I've, I've got a guy who I, I really think is is interesting for this team. Nix Fenenko is uh, is this player for Latvia. Left shot D, 19-year-old uh, from Riga. And if you look at his numbers on, on Hockey DB, fellas, uh, third season with Bay Como in the QMJHL, and his numbers just get better every single year. So 40 and 62 in 21-22. Last season, 37 and 56, so less points, but fewer games played there. And he's already got 25 in 29 to start the season for Bay Como. So um, I can certainly see Fenenko in his third appearance at the World Juniors with Latvia being a go-to guy for this team. And then an NHL team taking a run at him as uh, one of the older players in this upcoming draft. Uh, an NHL team taking a run at him in in one of the later rounds just for prospect depth in their system. So keeping an eye on Nick Fenenko. Yeah, and it it's interesting too when you look at teams like this to see some of the players who have not been drafted who are either still, you know, expecting to be drafted or maybe just expecting to have a tryout in North America. And I, I, I especially think that's, you know, relevant for the guys playing in North America, like a Fenenko. So we'll see what happens. Maybe he'll be their horse on the back end. I mean, he's got to be on some radar somewhere. Playing in North America is going to give him a better advantage to get picked in, in one of these late rounds. But he was also the first overall pick in the import draft in the uh, CHL. So, hmm. you know, it's not like he's he's been unnoticed. That's how he got to Bay Como. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, fellas. Well, there we go. That uh, that wraps up the rest, uh, the rest of uh, Group A for this uh, 2024 World Juniors Tournament in Sweden. And uh, now we will get into Group B. Sports betting has rapidly risen in popularity and I want to connect you all with an opportunity to get started or to get ahead. Having multiple sportsbook accounts is the most simple way to maximize your profits and there's never been a better time to sign up. So when you visit our page at signupexpert.com slash boys in the booth, you'll be connected to all the sportsbooks in your region along with a review of each platform and its unique benefits. All of these sports books have valuable sign-up offers for new users, and when you register through the link, you will automatically receive the top offer at each one. When you use multiple sports books, you ensure that you can always access the best available odds, which is key to successful sports betting. So if you want to take advantage of these benefits and support our brand in the meantime, please consider signing up for your next sports book at signupexpert.com slash boys in the booth. This podcast is sponsored by the best ticket app out there, SeatGeek. SeatGeek takes the confusion out of buying tickets, making it quick and easy to get the best deals on tickets to your favorite sporting events. Plus, Boys in the Booth listeners get $20 off their first ticket purchase on SeatGeek using the promo code BOYSINTHEBOOTH in all caps. So click the link in the description down below to download the app and remember to get your discounted tickets using the code BOYSINTHEBOOTH in all caps. Get great seats for a fraction of the cost with SeatGeek. 
All right, fellas, that wraps up for Group A. Let's get into Group B. And uh, we'll start with uh, Team Czechia, who uh, have a lot of intriguing players on, on this roster again this year. Won a silver medal last year in an epic gold medal game against Canada. Dylan Gunther, of course, scoring uh, the uh, the golden goal in Halifax. What a tournament that was. And uh, Mason McTavish saving it off the line too. You have to mention that. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that's right. Well, that was, uh, yeah. And and that was in the summer, obviously, um, last year at at that tournament that uh, that got affected. Oh, is that not even? Yeah, it wasn't even the same tournament. That That was in the summer. Because it was within six months, I guess that's why I'm getting confused. Yeah. But oh, I mean, yeah, no, it's uh, all, all they good blend there, for me as well. I, I was doing the same thing earlier. It's so yeah. hard, man. The summer tournament threw everything for a loop, but honestly, I well, loved it, it. I thought it was so cool. Yeah, yeah. I know. Ne- I, I will say because of the timing of it, and you know, I think I mean <clears> all three of us can agree. Like, it, summertime is busy, and you're not really watching hockey in the summertime. So, um, yeah, didn't pay much attention to that tournament but last year's tournament was phenomenal we should mention that before we get into group b and uh czechia was right there man uh they pushed canada right to the brink um and uh and almost won uh, a gold medal but they won silver this team was pretty stacked last year they uh they have a lot of returning players and um yeah so let's let's kick off group b by getting into the uh silver medal winning uh team czechia from last year all right, I'll go first. Um, there's, like you said, a number of players that you can talk about on this team. I personally have talked um, Edard Schale Sh- uh, to death, so mm-hmm. I'm not going to pick him this year for once. I think I've been picking him since he was 15 years old, it feels <laughs> like. Uh, I'm actually going to be picking a, a player the Sens fans are going to be happy to hear I'm highlighting, and that's Tomas Hamara. Um Guarantee I named that right. This is his third appearance in the U20 tournament, as well as, um, you know, he was a part of that silver medal team. He took a bit of a backseat, having one assist in seven games and uh, one assist in seven games the year before. But I, I expect him to come back kind of like you've mentioned in, in the group A chat. Uh, Chad is is coming back with a bit of a chip on his shoulder, more experience, and kind of expecting to be uh, a little bit more on the offensive when it comes to playing D. Because you know he's not only a physical player on the back end, but he's got an excellent first pass, and that's what got him drafted uh, by the Senators is his his passing ability as well as his physical play. So a little two way action, maybe we're expecting to see a little more of the one way this year for him Mm -hmm. that's a good pick like you mentioned there are so many players to pick from from this team because they have some really good returning players but also like about half of their roster are drafted to the nhl maybe a little bit less than half so like they've got some guys and i think it's safe to say that czechia is no longer a complete underdog when it comes to this tournament, I think, nope. you know, their, their program like Germany and to a lesser extent, like Latvia has just been getting better over the years. And, you know, you look up and down this roster now and they have a, a, a bunch of really good players and 
you know, Yuri Coolidge is a guy who stands out to me and he had a great tournament last year. Uh, and he was one of the players we picked to watch last year. Um, and he kind of delivered on that too. Like he had a really great tournament. So, um, just looking at just, that, the players that we picked last year, we picked Stanislav Svozil, Edward Shala, like you mentioned, Case, that, that's who you picked, and Yuri Kulich. And all three of those players had incredible tournaments. Um, so it'll be interesting to watch how they do this year. I am going to run it back and, and pick Edward Shala because this is a player who, you know, it seems like this is a theme of, of this episode, but a player who was picked by the Seattle Kraken. He was picked 20th overall by the Kraken and, you know, had a great tournament last year. And by all accounts, he should be the go-to or one of the go-to offensive players for this team this year. I think it'll be him and Coolidge if if I were to guess who the, who the one-two punch will be. Um, but yeah, I'm just looking forward to seeing what Shala can do at this tournament uh, being another year older. So I will be looking at Shala, who again had six points in seven games last year. Yeah, I mean, it was him and Svazel who have been playing these guys both cracked this team so young mm-hmm. and uh we've been talking about them for a while and i mean he showed up last year and it, yeah yeah it, it's totally leading towards him being a dot dominant player you can tell that we've been back to back to back on three episodes because i can't get words out of my mouth i know <laughs> um but yeah it's it, i expect big things out of him yeah and, and like his production in the ohl is pretty good too i think as a first rounder, you'd like it to be a bit better. Maybe it's only it's just because, you know, he's been around this world junior team for so long. So it seems like he's older than he is. But, you know, he has 21 points in 25 OHL games. Uh, I think coming into this tournament, like I mentioned, it'll be him and Coolidge. Coolidge obviously is the Buffalo pick who was really really good for team Czechia last year um i think it'll be those two who who will be you know driving the offense yeah absolutely i think it'll be those two and and you look at the production that that uh yuri kulik had uh in the american hockey league last season as well and in rochester absolutely uh excellent excellent player there and uh my player to watch for uh for Czechia guys is a uh, is a defenseman and uh, the last name is a familiar one to us from uh, from last year, and that is uh, Juracek, Adam Juracek, the younger brother of David, um, Columbus Blue Jackets first rounder, obviously, and and Adam, by all accounts, could go top ten uh, in in this uh, this upcoming draft, which is absolutely stacked with blue liners, by the way. Do you, um, do you want to hear where Adam is on some of these rankings here? Sure. Consolidated ranking, he's number nine. Elite prospects, he's number 10. Daily Faceoff has him at 10. The Hockey News and Bob McKenzie have him at eight. McKean's has him at 19. Craig Button has him at sixth. Who, by the way, if you didn't listen to the Craig Button feature on our last episode, do so now. That was with him and Harper talking about this upcoming World Juniors tournament. So make sure you check that out. And then lastly, Dauber Prospects has him at 14. So yes, Adam Juracek is in and around the top 10 for this upcoming draft. 
Yeah. And uh, look, just as a little side note, I would love for the Blue Jackets to be able to get both Juracek brothers and Svozil, uh, Matejchuk as well oh. that we mentioned on Canada. Man, like, you know, we talk about future blue lines in the NHL. Uh, Anaheim's is going to be disgusting. And, uh, but man, Columbus, like that blue line in the future, obviously with Matejchuk and, and Juracek is going to be something else. But Svozil, uh, he was, you know, just, uh, he, one, one of those, uh, horses on the back end for, for Czechia last year. And, um, you know, to, to have David's younger brother, Adam, who is also a, uh, a pretty highly touted, prospect on this team that's very exciting so i'm i'm hoping that columbus can can get this kid as well he is uh slight in weight for his height he's just uh you know around six one six two um not a ton of weight there but like still has a lot of uh of room to fill out obviously like a lot of players coming into this tournament but uh look man he's got that long reach and uh obviously has um seen and and you know grew up kind of under his brother's wing so certainly expecting great things from this player uh the younger brother of of david yurichek obviously adam and um i I think he's he's going to be really good for for this czech team and um certainly is projected to go high in the upcoming draft if you're building a blue line harper from scratch who who do you take anaheim and the prospects they have or columbus it's tough, man. I, I think I would have to lean more uh, to to the Anaheim Ducks. To to be honest with you, with uh, with Zellweger and the way that um, that Minchikov has played, and you know Leno, Hines. I mean, <coughs> Jesus, they had they had the the top three the, the top three defensemen in the CHL all three leagues last year. Guess what? They were all Anaheim Ducks prospects. So I have to give the edge to Anaheim's future blue line. But Columbus's is right there as well. But Anaheim's been pumping out defense for the last 15 years. Yes. Like they'll just end up <laughs> getting good and trading them. So that, that, is, that is true. Think about, again, we're, we're rambling on here a little bit. But just as a side note, think about all the defensemen that, Columbus, or that uh, Anaheim has had that they've parted ways with. Shea Theodore. Brandon Montour, a couple of names that come to mind. It's it's absolutely insane. Yeah. yeah. I I think I would also lean Anaheim because I didn't know Minchikov was this good. Like he's been really good this season. But yeah. So I think that does it for me. But Columbus, man, they have a good prospect pool, especially on the back end. Absolutely. Yeah, that's for sure. So yeah, Adam Yurichek, uh my uh, my player to watch for uh, for the checks. Um, all right, fellas, let's uh, let's move on to uh, to Team USA, and uh, certainly the US looks strong coming into coming into this tournament. They won a uh, a bronze medal in last year's tournament in what was a wild bronze medal game, if you can remember against uh, Team Sweden. I mean, that was absolutely wild. Both. Both um, medal round games, uh, by the way, uh, both medal games, the the gold and the bronze going to overtime, which was uh, which was really something to see. Rucker McGrory had the had the overtime winner for for the U.S. in that bronze medal game. So players to watch for Team USA, fellas, our our, our rival. Yeah, 
the team that I've found myself rooting for because so many devils have been on them lately. But yes, uh, uh, normally I'm against this this group and uh, probably will continue this way. I was thinking about taking a devil as my player to watch in this team because I think Seamus Casey is going to be an absolute horse for them on the back end. Uh, hopefully PP1 for him. He's been phenomenal in Michigan. He's going to be the next big Michigan defenseman that they continue to pump out as well. Talk about uh, pumping out defensemen. I'm going to go with what I feel is a no-brainer as a player to watch in Jimmy Snuggerud. Because this guy was third in scoring in the tournament last year with five goals and eight assists. And on top of that, he's absolutely destroyed the NCAA. Last year, he was the co-scoring champ with uh, 50 points in 40 games for University of Minnesota. So just a pure offensive threat that in his second tournament, I expect to be even more dominant, especially with a pretty strong Team USA, especially up front. but yeah, pure offensive threat. He's one of those playmakers that always keeps defenders guessing. And when they start to give too much to respect, respect to his playmaking game, he'll just rip one in himself. He kind of looks people off or uh, like they were talking about um, Pasternak in the game last night. He He's started to get so much respect for his playmaking game that he looks at a, a player to pass to, boom, back in the net himself. So um yeah, he's a dual threat, that's for sure. You know who's sneaky good at that case in the NHL is Kucherov. Kucherov, like, he'll be in a in a shooting position where you think he he can only rip it, so and you have to respect the shot, and then he finds a pass that no yeah. one else on the planet sees. So Yeah, well, Kuch is probably a better comparable because, I mean, Pasternak known as a sniper, and now people... Yeah. People are respecting the shot, so he's getting a playmaking ability in. But Kucherov is a playmaker. That's what yeah. we know him as. So he's uh, yeah, but he can sneaky rip it like that. Yeah, dude, he could he, like he could potentially win the Hart Trophy this year. Like yeah, he's he's been that good. Oh hell yeah! yeah. Um, but yeah, Snuggerud, like just I'm just looking at last year's stats. It was him and Cooley. Like it it was those two guys who were carrying the team. Cooley had seven goals, seven assists for 14 points in seven games. I didn't know he was that good that or last year. I didn't even realize. But Yeah, because there's a guy named Connor Bedard that we were busy paying attention yeah. to, scoring 23 points. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Snuggerud. And then after that, it was Cutter Goche, who had 10 points in seven games. He's returning this year. Um, Ryan Ufko, uh, Chaz Lucius, Rutger McGrory, who is returning this year. So... You know, like they they have a very stacked roster, but I think Snuggerud is going to be one of the guys who is really heavily relied on to produce. And, you know, if I had to pick a favorite for the tournament, I think it would be the U.S. as much as I hate to say it. Um, you know, they have like pretty they, like they are pretty deep at every position, including goaltending as well. Like they have Trey Augustine, who you know, is a 2005 born goalie, but he was drafted by Detroit. If, if I'm not mistaken, pretty high. Yeah, he was like, yeah, he was a second rounder. So, you know, like they've got depth in every position, but I think Snuggerud is going to be one of the guys they rely on the most. Um, another guy I was looking at is, uh, James Haggins. Have you guys looked into this guy at all? 2006 born player. Yeah. Eligible not for the 2024 entry draft, but the 2025 
entry draft. So I thought that was interesting. He could, uh, I've seen, sorry to cut you off, Chad, I've seen a few um, people say that he could potentially overtake uh, Michael Misa for for that number one overall, uh, as the number one overall pick in that draft. And yeah, he's a good player, man. Yeah. So I was just looking at like some of the stats and he was a player who jumped out to me because he's so young, but you know, he has between the, the U S development program and the USHL this season, he has 53 total points in 33 total games again, between the two leagues. Um, but with all that being said, I'm not sure this player even makes the team because if you look at the, the United States roster right now, it's incomplete. It's not finished. Final cuts haven't been made. They have like, 12 defensemen currently on on this roster and, and like you know 16 forwards so clearly some cuts will be made and i feel like you know there are just too many players on this team who are who have been drafted to the nhl already you know who have played in this tournament before who will probably take priority over this young player so he was going to be a player to watch for me and still is i mean certainly if he makes the team but he's not going to be the player that i'll be the most focused on focused on that's going to be Will Smith. That's the player I'm going to be watching at this tournament. 2005 born, San Jose Sharks, fourth overall pick in 2023. And, you know, fourth overall, look at the three guys who went ahead of him in that draft. They're all currently playing in the NHL right now. So those are the players that Will Smith is comparing himself to. And if that doesn't light a fire under you to to come into this tournament and absolutely dominate, I don't know what will. You know, like when he looks at Connor Bedard, who is just shy of a point per game in the NHL, he's thinking to himself, you know, maybe if I was in the league, I right now I could do something similar. You know, realistically, he probably compares himself more to an Adam Fantilli or a Leo Carlson, who is sort of in that second tier of player from that draft because Bedard is just so special. But Will Smith, man, like. I think people are maybe sleeping on this player and, you know, I hope for his sake and for San Jose's sake that he comes into this tournament and absolutely lights it up for the USA, except for when they play Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I expect him to score a goal that we're just awing over because his hands are phenomenal and he's a guy that, uh, caught a lot of attention to the draft last year. There's some people that thought he could be higher and some people thought he'd be later. And um, yeah, let's hope that it doesn't go to his head in a negative way. And it goes the positive direction that you were saying. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe Will Smith is this year's Logan Cooley for, for team USA. I could certainly see um, that, uh, that, you know, potential uh, scenario for sure. His numbers are ridiculous. Like uh, looking at his elite prospects page, 127 points last year in 60 games with the U.S. uh, U18 national squad. Like that is absolutely ridiculous with a capital R. And and I think that um, he definitely has the potential to be an elite first line center in the NHL, obviously, um, you know, it's a, it's a pretty, pretty tall task, uh, being the, the fourth overall pick with the, with the three guys that went ahead of you. But look, man, it, that's, I think that's going to go down as, as one of the strongest drafts that, that, that we've seen here in, in recent years. And he's certainly a big part of it. 
Boston guy, big part of the Sharks' future. And yeah, I could very much see him being this year's Logan Cooley for Team USA. Now, I wanted to say this as we wrap up on Team USA. The team is so deep, right? Like there's so many players on this team who either are drafted or are draft eligible who are tearing up their respective leagues. Um, you know, so it's not crazy to think that some some really good players wouldn't be invited to camp or wouldn't make camp uh, after tryouts. One player that I'm thinking of that we talked about last year as a player to watch, which is sort of an unfortunate situation, is Charlie Strammel. Guys, Charlie Strammel was drafted 21st overall last year and played on this team last year. And if I'm not mistaken, the year before as well. Yeah, he has played on this World Junior team twice in 2021-22 and 2022-23. He didn't get invited this year. His numbers in the NCAA at the University of Wisconsin are not very good. He has five points through 12 games. You know, he's a bigger forward. He brings a different element. Yeah. Um, but just the lack of production, unfortunately, he's been passed by some other really good players. And that's just a player that I wanted to point out as, mm-hmm. you know, someone who unfortunately wasn't even invited to this camp. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that that happens, right? And, uh, you know, some regression in there and looking at, looking at the uh, 2024 draft, I mean, look at a player like uh, Aaron Kiviharyu and, and a lot of that is from injuries and he's obviously a, a young Finnish prospect, but uh, is still projected to go relatively high and, and you know, kudos to him with, uh, with, with how highly ranked he was before. I mean, he was projected at, at number one at, at one point, but uh, yeah, looking at Strammel, Minnesota Wild first rounder, and that was maybe a bit of a reach as well by by Bill Guerin and the, and the staff there taking him at uh, at twenty one. But yeah, surprising to see um, to see a, a player like that who's been uh, with the with the U.S. team for the last couple of tournaments there not get invited back. But we've seen it happen before. Quickly, guys, before we wrap up on the Americans, player to watch for me. And again, I know that decisions uh, still to come with this roster, but I'm going to go with Frank Nazer of the Mm -hmm. uh, Chicago Blackhawks. And uh, obviously a smaller uh, forward who can play both center or wing, but uh, this this guy certainly knows how to score and um, I think is going to be a big part of the Blackhawks' future. Um, when, uh, when you look at, uh, you know, just the American born, uh, players that the Blackhawks have in their system, you look at, uh, a guy like Drew Camesso, you know, a, a goaltender that they have Oliver Moore, who they took with their other first round pick in, uh, in this past draft. And then looking at that 2022 draft where they drafted Kevin Korchinski and then the two Americans after that in uh, Frank Nazer and Sam Renzel, another defenseman who may very well make this team as well. But I'm going to go with uh, with Frank Nazer. Could be a future uh, line mate of Connor Bedard's down the road. Uh, 18 points in 18 games with uh, the University of Michigan. So um, again, another great player out of the Michigan system. They continue to pump guys out year after year and um, he's a point per game there in the NCAA so yeah gonna go with uh, Frank Nazer for the Americans yeah and he has historically torn up the development program too like just yeah he's he's a point machine 
guy scores goals like you know if he's not one of their top scorers or at least you know one of their more effective players i'll I'll be a little bit shocked honorable mention gabriel perot new york Mm -hmm. rangers first rounder that guy scores goals and puts up a ton of points so um yeah this roster stacked man you know not to mention ryan leonard in there as well capitals first rounder yeah this is a a really good usa team that's for sure i think they're the obvious favorites like i hate to say it but i think they're on paper they're obviously the best team am i am i off by saying that i don't think it's obvious i think i think that can well canada and sweden are both good and i actually am i'm very curious to see how slovakia where plays out again yeah yeah fair enough yeah, absolutely. A uh, nice little segue there, Case. We'll go into uh, the Slovaks now, our uh, our next team to talk about here in in uh, in Group B. Um, so, Case, right back to you, dude. Uh, your your player to watch for the Slovaks. Yeah, and and not that I'm saying Slovaks are a favorite to win. I'm that, saying no, no. He said they're the favorites. I'm Clint. saying that they can <laughs> they can certainly ruin the party for the USA. Um, or you know whatever team doesn't make it out of this group, like it's a pretty good group. Um, so for Slovakia though, I I'm going to go with Adam Sikora. He's a returning player. This guy was an absolute engine for this team. An animal. Just on the screen at all times, it felt like um, for them. And, and that's what got him the, the top three player, of the uh, tournament for them last tournament and despite having one goal and no assists in five games it was his his work ethic and his his battle and, and compete and everything it, it was phenomenal to watch so um you know he's he's very familiar in the the slovakian system it's his third tournament he's played for the men's team in the world championship he tore up as an 18 year old um last year in slovakia in the professional league 21 points in 38 games as an 18 year old is tearing up in my opinion and now this year he's playing in the ahl and uh, he's put up 11 points in 23 games for the hartford wolf pack so i'm expecting him to be on the ice in all situations power play penalty kill five on five uh, first line um this is a guy that i'm gonna be i'm gonna have my eyes glued to him but just expect to hear his name a lot from ray it's funny that you say, you know, expect to hear his name a lot because as soon as like when I was doing my research and I was looking through Team Slovakia, I see Adam Sikora and I just hear Gord Miller saying it in my head. It, it's yeah. just it's the TSN crew and, you know, you hear the same names over and over. I feel like, you know, th- that's just the nature of the beast when you play for one of the teams who don't have 20 NHL draft picks yeah. like like Team Canada or, or USA. So Sakura is definitely a guy who will be relied on. The fact that he's playing in the American League right now and is you know about half a point per game or a point every other game is pretty impressive. Um, that being said, man, like Case, I don't know if you're I don't know if you're that far off in saying that this team could play spoiler because they have some pretty good players. Now that you mm-hmm. look up and down the forward group, especially, you know, like I'm looking at a player like Delbor Dvorsky, who we talked about, St. Louis pick, bigger guy who slipped in the draft a little bit with incredible hands. Uh, Sam Honzik is is the um, Calgary Flames pick who is on this team. Uh, Philip Mayshire, um, you know, 
Petrovsky. Like they've got guys. Like they've got guys. They do more so than you know some of the other teams here. Like well, even and it's the way they play the game. They're they're like stifling in the world juniors. You just don't expect to see that because it's like this fast run and gun hockey. Well, they play <laughs> good defense and then good good goaltending. Yeah, this team could can do anything. And I mean. I think we have to mention the goalie. I don't know if one of you guys are going to bring him up, but Gajin, or I believe is how you pronounce it. He was phenomenal last year. He was yeah. the top three player of the team for them. He was a, the goalie of the tournament, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so to have him back, like that doesn't happen very often to get a goalie back-to-back seasons and um, definitely never happens that he was the goalie of the tournament. So we'll yeah. See. U U twenty World Junior Championship best goal or best goaltender twenty twenty two twenty three and also top three player on the team Adam Gajin Gajin I'm not sure exactly how you pronounce it but Gahan, we remember him. maybe May, <laughs> you know? I mean throw that in there maybe we'll have to see how Gord uh, Miller pronounces it because we know he does his homework he he actually asks he's, the players individually the how they the would like it pronounced yeah. so yeah. Um, yeah, we'll have to listen closely this time. But yeah, the second rounder, 35th overall by the Blackhawks in, in 2023. This guy was legit last year. And, you know, even though he's not my player to watch, he's a guy, you know, being a goalie myself who I will be definitely watching because for some of these teams, a goaltender can can mean absolutely everything. It can mean winning the tournament in some cases if, if your goal right. is hot. Um, and, you know, at the very least playing spoiler in, in a tough group. So Adam Gajin, Gajin, Gahan, however you want to pronounce it, he will be uh, 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 relied on to be good again this year. So be looking forward yeah. to watching that. The player that I'm picking as a player to watch is uh, a Montreal Canadiens draft pick, Philip Mashar. Again, Mashar. Messer, I, I, I'm I'm saying Mashar. I think that's how it's pronounced. I'm not exactly sure. Um, I'm not Slovakian, so obviously I'm not entirely sure. But he, this is the guy who the Habs also picked uh, in the first round, along with Yuri Slavkovsky in the uh, 2022 draft. He was picked 26th overall. Um, we saw the great picture of him and Slavkovsky together. They played together growing up. Uh, by all accounts, they're they're pretty good buddies, so they're pretty happy to both go to Montreal. Um, he should be a go-to player on this team. He's a 2004-born guy, so he should be you know relied on to produce offense. He does have a little bit of experience in the American League. He's played two games this season uh, for the Laval Rocket, which is interesting. And then he has 32 points in 20 games in the OHL. So Mashar, I don't know. It, it seemed like when he was picked, he was a little bit off of, of some people's projections and certainly off my radar at the time. But he's turned into to a pretty nice pick for Kent Hughes and company. So I'll be watching him and, and Habs fans certainly should be too. Yeah, he was pretty notable for them last year. I think actually yeah. the tournament last year was... I mean, it started to to kind of prove the Canadians right, I would say, mm-hmm. just based off the tournament. And sometimes the tournament can get players drafted higher, and sometimes the tournament can um, kind of solidify why they were picked where they were. And that, I think that's the case here. Yeah, so so we had six points in five games, which is tied for the, the team lead last year. Um, and Simon Nemich, five points in five games last year of your... Uh, 
of, of your team. Who's looked very good since he got called up. And, and uh, you know, fellas, we've said this uh, a handful of times on this podcast already, but talk about a hockey program on the rise. Three first round picks in 2022. First time ever that two Slovaks were picked back to back in Slavkovsky and Nemec in that uh, 22 draft in Montreal. So, um, and, and guys, like, not saying that, you know, this team will be exactly like Czechia from last year, but just going through some of these names and some of the talent on this roster, I wouldn't be surprised to see this Slovak team maybe squeak out with a bronze medal or or fourth or something. You know, not going to go as far as saying silver, but look, they've got the strong goaltender, like we mentioned, and uh, some pretty notable players on this roster. And uh, I'll go to one that we mentioned a few minutes ago for my player to watch for the Slovaks, and that's Samuel Honzik, first rounder of uh, of the Calgary Flames. Big body, can play wing or center, and uh, look, his production in, uh, in, in the Western Hockey League has been fantastic so far. Um, again, 19 years old, 6'4", uh, just shy of, of 190 pounds, 56 points in 43 games with Vancouver last season, 23 goals, 7 points in five games to start the season uh, and coming into his uh, his third world junior um, experience with uh, with the Slovaks four uh, zero points in four games in 22 zero in uh, in in two games uh, last year so you know that um, for Samuel Hanzik as another year older putting up the kind of production that he's had uh, with Vancouver in the WHL I think he's going to be a very good player for this uh for this Slovak team and um you know certainly a, a another big body um like a like a Philip Bystead in Sweden. So uh really yeah. really curious to see Hansik play and and again uh another um you know future piece for for a Calgary Flames team that has been in the middle for for so long and a team that uh we're we're starting to see some of their younger players emerge like a Connor Zary for example so really really curious to see how Hansik is going to do I read a bit in one of the Calgary um the like Sports Nation posts about Hansik and just reading kind of his scouting report he's like Slikovsky light and what they got in him um, with his size and his like puck protection and the way he plays in the corner, like he's, he's turning on a dime at, at pretty big size and then can play physical and, and knock you off the puck while he, well, sorry, knock you away while he has the puck. Mm. And that's, that's big in this tournament. Uh, reminds me of Sorbonne. Like that guy stood out. He's massive, like a whole yeah. different type of massive. But the way that he was kind of able to control the play in the corner in the World Juniors, because all these guys are kind of, you know, if they're not if they're not short, short, they're at least slight in a way. So um, a guy like that who can control the play in the corners with his size and his reach and everything, that's that's valuable. Definitely, I think it's cool. Just to you know, unrelated a little bit, but I, I think it's cool. Like as we've talked about a lot of these players. We, we've talked about them for previous episodes. Now that we've been doing the podcast for like whatever it is, five years now, 
we've talked about a lot of the players we've mentioned in draft episodes, and it's kind of interesting to see how they've sort of developed. Like I know we're talking about Hansik and he was just drafted this most recent draft, but you know, a lot of the players in this tournament, especially the players who are expected to be relied on are from that 2022 draft. Um, you know, and then there's a few from 2023. So it's, it's, it's pretty cool to see some of the players that, you know, yeah. we talked about going leading into their draft and then, you know, seeing how they've developed. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and it just goes to show that the players just continue to get better and better every single year. So uh, there we go. Three players <coughs> to watch for Team Czechia, or no, not Team Czechia, excuse me, uh, Slovakia at this tournament. Uh, Czechia, of course, the team that we started with in Group B. So two teams to go, fellas, to finish off uh, Group B here, uh, the Swiss and the Norwegians. Let's get to Team Switzerland. Case. Yeah, uh, I'm going to kind of continue with the direction I went in Group A with these these next two teams. I'm going to pick players that are in the up-and-coming draft and um, kind of notable prospects that could, could go fairly high. And my pick for Switzerland is uh, Yamiro Reber, who is maybe the highest projected Swiss player in the upcoming draft. Um, he's putting up pretty consistent points uh, this season in the J20 as a 17-year-old. He's developed all the way up with the Swiss national team, uh, the Swiss system at least. And I think the familiarity is going to get him a lot of ice time in this upcoming tournament, despite being one of the younger players on this team. So um, yeah, I think the experience with Switzerland is, is, is what's key here. Yeah, it, it it's interesting because this is another team where, you know, it's not an even split, but amongst their players it is pretty split in terms of guys who are playing against men in in whether it's the top league in Switzerland or, you know, whether it's the J20 or, you know, whatever it is. They're playing against some stronger players, I would argue. Um and then you've also got some players playing in North America in the OHL, the QMJHL. Um, which, by the way, is not the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League anymore. You guys see this? It's the Quebec Maritime Junior Hockey League, the QMJHL. They changed the name today. Um, but yeah, on, on that theme, I'm going to go with a player uh, named Miles Mueller of the Moncton Wildcats in the QMJHL. He has 29 points in 30 games played this season. Uh, he's a returning player from last year. Um, so I think that he will be a guy who will be relied on to produce offense um, for this team because, you know, let's be honest, like the Swiss coach said a few years ago, a lot of these teams are bigger, faster and stronger than them. So they have to, you know, play a tight system and, and rely on the skill that they do have. So I think Mueller will be a player who is uh, relied on. He, he is undrafted. Um, and last year he had just one point in five games, but I think being a returning player and seeing as how he, he has some pretty good production in the queue, I think he uh, will be one of the offensive drivers for this team. Yeah, could could certainly see that for sure. And uh, a very familiar National Hockey League uh, player name on this uh, on the Swiss roster, and uh, that is the last name of uh, of Meyer. So I'm going to go with uh, Endo Meyer as my player to watch on uh, on the Swiss team. Um, a a right shot right winger from uh, from Zurich, Switzerland, uh, could be a late round pick in uh, in the upcoming 
upcoming NHL draft. Originally started the season with the Barry Colts in the OHL, just one assist in four games. He has gone back to Switzerland playing with the uh, GCK Lions there. He has one assist in five games. But uh, looking at some material online on uh, this Endo Meyer, again, 18-year-old draft eligible player, led Switzerland in scoring at the U18s last year. He is a smaller winger, skates well, and has a ton of skill. So um, potentially another great Meyer out of uh, Switzerland. Uh, we'll see there, but because uh, we know what what a great player Timo Meyer has become for uh, out of out of Switzerland. So. Um, and 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 again, case for your Devils. It seems like they have every Swiss player in in they've, the NHL. They've got it's four crazy. Of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's yeah. it's wild. So um, again, you know, kind of a, a program that hasn't been as strong as as uh, you know previous years. And we mentioned that with uh, you know a, another program like Germany, but Switzerland certainly a great hockey country. Uh, Chad, um, you know. Uh, you mentioned just the like Adler Mannheim and Germany and all of that. And, and those, you know, those, uh, those great teams over there and talk about Switzerland as, as well. Um, and, uh, you know, big part of the Spangler cup every year. And so certainly a great hockey nation. Um, they will be a little thin this year in the tournament, but yeah, this is a player in Endo Meyer who could be, uh, could, could be a, a really good player for them. Yes. Two things to wrap up first. I I don't think we can call Timo a superstar in this league anymore until he starts producing for my fantasy team, who is in absolute shambles right now. I don't know if you guys have checked in on fantasy, but you know my team's not doing very well this year. It's not very good, and Timo is a huge part of it. Um, so yeah, Timo, if you're listening, please start producing. Um, and secondly, I think it is important to mention for this team that they do have just the one player who is drafted to the NHL and that's Rodwin Dioncio. I don't know if I pronounced that right, but I did my best. Uh, he is the one player on this team who has been drafted. He was taken in the fifth round by Anaheim in this most recent draft. So that Chad, could be another player who is uh, expected to produce. I thought for sure you were going to pick Benjamin Quinn because he's born in the big smoke. So, oh, I mean, yeah, it just slipped my mind, I guess. Maybe I was focusing on Meyer and my fantasy team too much. Meyer to Mueller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, no, it, it's uh, it's great to see uh, these familiar hockey names come up, uh, you know, years later. And uh, certainly, I, I, I think he may not be the only Meyer on this roster. I believe there are two. Uh, I, I could, I could be mistaken. Yeah, if you there's also, it. there's a yeah. Simon Meyer. And yeah. by the way, I have to mention the Leafs were down five, nothing to Columbus. It's five, five. <laughs> of course it is. It's going into overtime. Of course it is because every game that the Toronto Maple Leafs play goes beyond regulation that because is what is every game they play has to be an absolute roller coaster and can't just right. be a quick little no. you know three two win <laughs> or you know four one put away oh anyway. goodness um all right fellas let's uh let, let's wrap uh, uh let's wrap this up and, and get to our final team here in, in group b uh team norway uh so case take it away with our final team that we're going to talk about here norway 
All right, before I get going here, if you're Norwegian, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> we're not going to say any of these names, right? And all of you have way too many names. So uh, let's get into it here. Pleasantly surprised in this program and some upcoming players. Looking at the 2024 draft, there's a couple of players that stand out. And then looking at uh, the J20, it's being taken over by uh, by Norwegian players and, and guys like uh, Nygaard and Bekhevig. Good try. (laughs) But neither of those are the guys I am going to pick. Uh, Noah Steen. Steen played a big role in them being here, uh, winning gold at the Div 1A championship last year, um, getting them back into the top flight. He also played for their men's team um, that year in the world championship, which is something to to note for his age. he started off this year tearing up the J20, another Norwegian player tearing up that league, but he's since got the call up to the um, Hockey Osvenskan, the second league in Sweden, playing for Mara IK. I actually looked at their last game to, to double check that he's still there and he scored. So uh, I don't know if I'm good luck or what that is, but um, that was just the other day. He's got four goals and one assist in 22 games in that league uh, as a young player, 19 years old, playing the Elsvenskan, playing pro hockey in Sweden as a Norwegian player. Like that's great to see, hoping for some big things from this player. Just kind of the stuff I read about him I like, so I went with Noah Steen. Nice. Good pick. Um, I think it's worth mentioning that this team has zero drafted players, so case you went the right route in in looking at, you know, players who could potentially be picked in the in the upcoming draft. And I did sort of a similar thing by looking at a player, uh Matthias Deli, 2006 born player playing in uh Norway's top league with seven points in 13 games, is a top eligible draft prospect for the upcoming draft. Um, So that was one player. But I wanted to focus on centerman Johans Lockeberg, who is a point per game in the BCHL. It's not often you see Norwegian players playing in the BCHL. So I thought that would be an interesting player to pick. And in terms of, you know, when, when you sort these players on this team by production in their respective leagues, Lekeberg or, or Lockeberg rather is up there in, in the BCHL with exactly a point per game for the West Kelowna Warriors. So I think Lockeberg could be a player who is, you know, turned to, to, to produce a little offense for Norway. Um, with that being said, we talked about some teams who are sort of teetering on, on relegation. And it's worth noting that Norway was not in the tournament last year, if I'm not mistaken. So this is a team who may have a little bit to prove and maybe that lights a fire under some of the players uh, on this team. We'll see how that plays out. But uh, I think it's worth mentioning that, you know, there are some some players here that uh, who, who, you know, some of which are playing in North America and some of which are eligible for the upcoming draft. So even though they were not in the tournament last year, they will still be good television this year. No, Harper, I think it's uh, worth mentioning that maybe Chad doesn't listen to us when we talk because I did say that they got promoted last year thanks to uh, Noah Steen well, okay. from Div 1A. Sorry, yeah, I, right. d- I didn't catch that. I was focusing on the fact that the Leafs are in overtime, but nevertheless, it was in my notes. I had to make sure it was out there. If it wasn't, apologies, Case. Um, the Leafs are more important than uh, Div 1A, Norway. Sorry. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, I, I look at this uh, Norwegian team and um, uh, like I, I think there is a slight window open here for them to maybe uh, be ahead of teams like Germany and Switzerland at this tournament just by some of the players that that they have here and Casey you mentioned Noah Steen there and and obviously we we mentioned him just for a second but uh but have to mention again Michael Branzig uh Nygaard who just continues to rocket up the uh pre-draft rankings mm-hmm. going into the uh the 2024 NHL draft I've seen him as high as like 10th um so he could be a, a very high pick uh, who's a Norwegian player. And we haven't seen a lot of those. And obviously, uh, Matt Zuccarello has turned into a hell of a player in, in the National Hockey League. But uh, I'm looking at a guy like Nygaard, maybe being this year's version of Marco Rossi for, for Austria, you know, where he doesn't have a ton of help around him, maybe one or two other guys. Uh, certainly, Steen having a player like that will, will help for Nygaard, but uh, that's kind of who I compare this kid to. Um, I don't think that's that's too far uh, out in left field. Yeah, this is the one, one of the guys I looked at with uh, three names um, that I can't pronounce. and. <laughs> He is like well regarded as a first round pick next year. Yeah. There's some disagreement on where, but I mean, Dauber has him as high as ninth. So. Yeah, 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 there you go. So, um, no, it would be interesting to see how how that plays out for sure. Guys, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, had a, a bit of a tough time going with uh, someone from uh, from Norway. And uh, certainly there are a few of those countries that, that we run into where it, it does get a little harder to, to pick players. But um, I'm, I'm going to give credit to uh, Stephen Ellis on this one. Uh, he, uh, you know, looks at prospects for, uh, for dailyfaceoff.com. And uh, he's got a player to watch in Felix Granith. He's a, uh, a centerman, one of Norway's top players at uh, at the U18s last year, and could get some uh, some pretty big opportunities at uh, at this year's tournament. And um, you know, he's a he's a responsible two way forward, being described as, and uh, has shown some uh, some good speed and skill playing in the uh, Swedish U20 league. So I will go with that player uh, for Team Norway, Felix Granith, a two-way centerman. I feel like the NHL should play more games in Norway to grow the game there because, yeah, man, they're right next to Sweden and Finland. And yep. those two countries have great hockey programs, you know, relatively similar populations. I don't know. Norway seems like they could easily trend in the direction of being a legit competitor so yeah yeah sweden, yeah. sweden has almost twice the amount of people yeah but, born, but finland is yeah. about the same denmark's yeah. about the same yeah you know. could uh okay. cert- that's fair yeah. yeah could certainly go in and play a game over in oslo that's for sure yeah i mean they honestly they may have already to be honest i feel like the nhl has been doing the global series for a while it's just not promoted very well but the point stands like this this is an up-and-coming program clearly case i was listening they were promoted so yes up-and-coming program um who could you know continue to build yeah that's right all right uh fellas anything else uh before we put a bow on this thing 
please no i'm gassed <laughs> what a marathon this was yeah <laughs> i'm glad be. i'm glad we got it done though yeah we, we got oh, yeah. all of our content out that we wanted to and uh that's right now it's christmas break boys <laughs> that's right it uh you know these uh the, this preview for the world juniors it's a fun one but it's uh certainly a marathon every year but hey uh we enjoy it and we hope you will as well again uh the previous episode with tsn director of scouting uh mr craig button um so a little christmas gift from us to you listeners with uh with having a guy as uh, as highly respected as uh as craig on the pod and um and you know again just always so much fun to uh to do these preview episodes for the upcoming world juniors again uh the 2024 double ihf world junior hockey championships from sweden starts Boxing Day with uh, a lot of early games because it is in Sweden. So uh, make sure you're not too hungover on Boxing Day to see Canada play their first game against Finland at 8.30 a.m. on TSN. Uh, Like we mentioned, we are going to be taking our holiday break and uh, we will be back in the new year. So Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays from the three of us. And we'll talk to you again in the new year. Enjoy the World Juniors. This has been another episode of Boys in the Booth with Harper Cody, Chad Melbourne, and Casey Abrams. Connect with the Boys in the Booth on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Boys in the Booth. Visit boysinthebooth.com for show details. And don't forget, you can become a patron of the podcast for just $1 a month at patreon.com slash boysinthebooth.